Let me ask you a question. You think cops should be able to go up to anybody and ask them for their ID? You think that's racial profiling or you think that's something that's okay? If you say that's racist, you believe in sanctuary cities. If you say that's why we have cops, I want you to check an ID with somebody and say, hey, is this guy up to something good or bad? You're somebody that doesn't believe in sanctuary cities. In America, we have 11 sanctuary states, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Massachusetts, Jersey, New Mexico, New York, Oregon, Vermont, Washington State, and Washington, D.C. These are sanctuary states. Aside from the 11 states, States, we have 500 cities in America that are sanctuary cities, a total of 20 million people living in those cities. That's 6% of our population where they say we believe in sanctuary cities. What is a sanctuary city? The term was first used in 1980 to describe cities that refuse to cooperate with federal government's immigration and naturalization service, with federal government's immigration and naturalization service, INS, in the enforcement of immigration laws, meaning they defy the federal law. For example, in D.C., a cop cannot ask somebody, hey, can I see your ID? That can be seen as racial profiling. The same applies in many different cities as Chicago and other places. And the reason why we chose to do this video on sanctuary cities is because just over the weekend, New York City, a video has been going viral showing 200 immigrants standing around saying, hey, New York City, hey, Mayor Adams, you said you're a sanctuary city since spring of 2022. You've attracted 93,000 people coming because you said, we'll take you. And matter of fact, 3% of all hotel rooms right now, New York City are being used for migrants. That's 3,500 rooms out of 125,000 hotel rooms where the government's paying for it. So sanctuary cities, good idea, bad idea. What's the solution? We're going to talk about that today. So if you get value out of this video, give it a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. So let's talk about Sanctuary City. So in America, when you get pulled over, they arrest you, they fingerprint you. The police department is supposed to send that report to the FBI and then FBI to ICE. ICE can come back to that police department, including Sanctuary Cities, and say, we want you to hold them for 48 more hours because we're going to do our due diligence. Sanctuary Cities release the person and say, no, you can be left alone because we're worried because if we don't do this, immigrants will no longer call the cops because if immigrants don't want to call the cops because they're worried INS is going to show up and if they don't call the cops, they're not helping local police officers to make sure the criminals are being caught so we can't scare migrants. So that's why we don't check their IDs because we got to kind of work together. That's kind of how the sales pitch is, right? So now let's look at the pros and cons on how both sides sell the pros. Those in favor of sanctuary cities. Number one, protect undocumented immigrants from deportation. It's kind of like the thing I was talking to you about. Let's not scare these guys. Number two, they promote community trust. When undocumented immigrants feel like they can trust local law enforcement, they are more likely to cooperate with law enforcement and report crimes. Number three, they are good for the economy. Undocumented immigrants often contribute to the economy by paying taxes and starting businesses and spending money in local communities. So that's the pros. Now let's look at the cons. They make it harder to enforce immigration laws. Number two, they encourage illegal immigration. Some people argue that sanctuary cities encourage illegal immigration as they create a safe haven for undocumented immigrants. Number three, they are a waste of taxpayers' money. Some people argue that sanctuary cities are a waste of taxpayers' money as they often require additional resources to implement and enforce their policies. For example, Mayor Adams, with all the problems he's having, guess who he's asking for money? The federal government. So let me get this straight. 
Do you live in New York City? Maybe you're in LA. Maybe you're in Miami. Maybe you're in Fort Lauderdale. Maybe you're in Dallas. It doesn't matter. You are now responsible to help support what's going on in New York City, even though that's not where you live. Do you see what happens with taxes? So they eventually go to the federal government to say, we need money. Matter of fact, the top 10 sanctuary cities, federal funding, you know how much they've been asking for? $2.27 billion. Who pays for that? You and I do. Let me just give you an idea about what some people have said about sanctuary cities on both sides, and I'll give you some testimonies of what's happened with some criminals in sanctuary cities. President Biden has supported sanctuary cities and has called on Congress to pass legislation to protect them. Mayor Garcetti of LA has said that sanctuary cities are a matter of life and death for undocumented immigrants. Senator Bernie Sanders has said that sanctuary cities are moral imperative and has called on Congress to pass legislation as well to protect them. Now, against sanctuary cities, President Trump has said sanctuary cities are an affront to the rule of law and has threatened to withhold federal funding from cities that do not cooperate with ICE. Attorney General Jeff Sessions has said sanctuary cities are a threat to public safety and has urged the Justice Department to take action against them. And Senator Ted Cruz has said sanctuary cities are a haven for criminals and has called on Congress to pass legislation that would defund them. Now, what kind of crime has been done in these sanctuary cities? Let me give you a couple stories. Juan Francisco Lopez Sanchez, undocumented immigrant from Mexico who was convicted of killing a woman in San Francisco, California in 2015. He was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Luis Barcamontes is an undocumented immigrant from Mexico who was convicted of murdering two police officers in Sacramento, California in 2014. He was sentenced to death and is currently awaiting execution. On March 2022, a man named John Messine, a citizen of Haiti, an illegal immigrant, was taken into custody for the murder of Terry and Brenda Altman and charged with two counts of first-degree murder. Antonio Ulysses Perez, a 38-year-old illegal alien from El Salvador, accused of rape after the Oklahoma County Sheriff's Office failed to honor an ICE detainer and released him from custody. So some of you may be watching this and you're for sanctuary cities. You may say, that's unfair, Pat. You're doing exactly what these guys are doing. Look at the names you're reading. You know, that's racial profiling. That's not fair. Well, we have to look at stats. And sometimes these stories are not easy to, easy stories to look at. So then the next conversation becomes, do illegal immigrants commit more crimes than legal immigrants? And this is what Cato Institute tells us. In 2018, the illegal immigrant criminal conviction rate was 782 per 100,000 versus legal immigrants was 535 per 100,000. Meanwhile, it's 1422 per 100,000 native-born Americans. So, <laughs> legal immigrants commit the fewest crimes in America, people who came here illegally, okay? Then it's illegal immigrants, then it's native-born people that were born here, right? Those are the ratios you're looking now. Some people will say, well, it's not correct because illegal immigrants, you know, how do you track them? They're not documented, so you can't really, the numbers would be higher, it's skewed, you can't really do this, fine. All I'm telling you is the number. So if we ask the question, there's four of us here, we're talking about this stuff. We asked the question, Mike says, I agree that illegal immigrants would commit fewer crimes than Native, Ameri Native Americans because they're afraid of being sent back to their country. So they're more careful to not do anything. That is an argument that can be made. However, these are the numbers. When Trump was president, he made November 1st the National Day of Remembrance for Americans killed by illegal immigrants. He put the number 63,000. This is something that is concerning to a lot of people in America in different places to live. So now, I got some thoughts on this that I want you to be thinking about. Point number one, let's just say you're a sanctuary city and you're defying government law. Government, I'm not going to follow your guidelines with ICE, all this stuff. We're not going to do it because we're a sanctuary city. We want to make these immigrants feeling comfortable when they come here. But hey, uh, you know, we're, we're going to need like $2.27 billion. Can you please send us some money? Because because uh, 
we kind of need your help to defy your laws, but can you please, because we care about immigrants more than our locals. I mean, I know it kind of sounds contradictory, but send us some money, please. We need your help, right? And we're not going to follow your rules. Do you see how stupid that sounds, right? Here's the next part to you. Immigration. America's got 51 million people that are immigrants here. Give or take the number, we're number one. And you got some of the other countries, in Russia, I think, Saudi Arabia. You got some of these other countries that are there. Great. I'm an immigrant. I came here legally. I lived in Germany at a refugee camp for 18 months. I remember living there. Local Germans didn't like us because we kind of did cause havoc and we messed up their culture a little bit. They didn't like us. It wasn't like, well, we're Germans. I'm like, well, I'm from Pakistan. I'm from Afghanistan. I'm from Czech. I'm from Yugoslavia. I'm from Albania. I'm from Poland. Well, you know, this is, you know, you come here and mess our stuff up and you're getting together with our daughters and messing up our culture. So that was a little bit uncomfortable for them, right? Finally, I came to the States and I'm grateful to be here. There's a couple of things we have to be thinking about. What's more important to protect? People that are here or people that want to come here? It's a valid question, right? Who's more important? Well, of course, it's Americans. Do our policies protect more Americans or do they protect more people coming here? Well, Pat, you, you know, you're, you're not being empathetic. You don't understand? These people have a very tough life. Totally get it. I understand, right? But you can't say that and then you say, wow, why are we involved in all these wars? Well, these guys have tough lives, but let them solve their own problems. Exactly. So you can't say that, yet you say, let's do this, yet your city's a mess, and Mayor Adams is here talking about how they're in a conflict in New York because the citizens of New York are not happy because of what's going on in the city, but he still wants to be a sanctuary city because you understand how complicated this is. Let me give you another conversation here to be thinking about. Do you know what percentage Americans adopt? Two to four percent American parents adapt. Now, would you adapt? I got a question for you. Would you adapt? You may say, I think so. Okay, fair. You know what percentage Americans support adopting? 33%, but only two to four percent do. You know what percentage Americans are like, well, Sanctuary City is great. You support it? I do. Give us that one bedroom you're not using. Well, no, 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 no. Let them go to somebody else's house but not in my house. What happened? Do you see the leak and the contradiction and the hypocrisy and these arguments that eventually when it comes down to the individual, they say no? Now, why do some people adopt? Some people adopt because they can't have kids. Some people adopt because they want to give back to the community. They want to give back and contribute. Some people adopt because they go to church and a church is doing a sermon and a message saying, hey, there's a lot of kids that need help. Here's some stories and somebody prays. They say, I want to go give back and I want to adopt. And some people say, I will only adopt children that are under the age of two because I don't want to adopt older kids because they're going to affect my kids. There's a lot of different ways to adapt. Now, ask the question why some people don't want to adapt. Well, I can't afford it. Fine. Number two, I think it's going to mess up our culture if they come into our house. It's just going to really mess it up. And my kids are doing good. I don't want to confuse them. What if this kid that I'm adopting has drug issues and has seen stuff and they're going to tell my other kids and my kids start picking up the habit? I'm a little bit worried. These are all valid conversations that people have, okay? Very valid conversations. But the idea of us, the way we sell America... I want me as an immigrant, I owe to America. I owe to the founding fathers. I am grateful to America. I don't look at it and say, what can America give me? I look at what can I give back to this country? Because I owe America. Some politicians want to say, no, no, America owes these guys. I think we're not making our priorities in the right place. There's many problems in the world, many of them. If we want to solve 
Every single one of them, it'll come at a cost of us going bankrupt. You saw what happened to our rating. Fitch just downgraded us from a triple A to double A plus. This is the first time since 2011. So we're spending so much money. We're in so much debt helping everybody else's problems that our credit cards are maxed out and we're being downgraded. Yeah, but, but what are you saying? We shouldn't send that money to Ukraine? We sent more money to Ukraine last year than Russia has in their military budget every year. We could have sent that, spend that 70 to $100 billion in America. You know how many problems we could have solved? So many of them. Cops and schools schools, protection for our kids. There's so many veteran. There's so many things we could have done. So many things we could have done. But no, we're spending money because we want to solve everyone's problems. So what's the message here? Don't do immigration. This is the melting pot, Pat. We shouldn't do that. No, I'm grateful that they allowed me to come to America. But to just keep the door open and say anybody and everybody forget about the border. You know, you don't believe in that. You know, you don't live that way. You know, you don't live your door open for anybody to come in. Why should America do that? You see how that sounds ridiculous? That's why Sanctuary City doesn't make sense to tens of millions of people in America. If you got value out of this video, give it a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. If you've not seen my video I did on the DC disaster, DC is the city that you can't ask people for ID because it's racial profiling. Wait till you see the stats on DC, how much of a mess it is. If you've never seen that, click here to watch it. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye.